Good day, fellow believers. We are back with another installment of the Crossing Guard Tapes. As always, we come to you live from an undisclosed location. What you are about to hear is true. What you are about to hear is true. This is an unauthorized account taken from the diary of Mike Limbo and his time as an agent for a deep state organization known as the Guards of the Realm. This is Mike's story, and he's on the run. Help us get the word out. Join us as we bring you the second installment of the Crossing Guard Tapes. January 31st, 1987. So I went to see Mr. Jakeman this morning. Turn my gear, pick up my paycheck. He was a lot nicer today, especially after I apologized again. He seemed to be much more understanding, and I even got him to agree to call me if he ever needed a substitute crossing guard. Sometimes they call in sick or take vacations, and just need someone to fill in for him at the last second. I told him though, anytime, any place, call me. Cause I'm your man. I think I convinced him. I guess we'll wait and see. this? What time is it? It's Jakeman. Mr. Jakeman. Ah, good morning, Mr. Jakeman. How are you? Is that stick still up your ass? It's been a while. Is, uh, is everything okay? Mike, there's a temporary opening. You interested? Yeah, yeah, definitely. No. I thought you'd forgotten about me. I I can be there in an hour. out of bed for this. Mike, hold on to your seat. I haven't even told you where it is yet. You don't gotta be a prick about it. Yeah, yeah, count me in. Count me in, Mr. Jakeman. Can you make it quick? got a situation. Bob Fossil down at Midvale tore his rotator cuff. Can't even hold up a stop sign. If you can't hold the sign, you ought to resign. What do you say? Yeah, I'm in. I'm your guy. Definitely. I will be there in, in ten minutes. Tops. You'll be doing me a big favor, Mike, and it could be a step in bringing you back full time. I will be there, Mr. Jakeman. Thank you so much. I owe you big time. I promise I will not let you down. I'm your guy. Even though you're a fuckstick. September 18th, 1987. Stay on the 
curb. Stay on the curb. Been really involved with my job lately. All right, let's cross. That's why I haven't been back to write much. Jesse, stop lagging behind. You're always lagging behind every time we cross this road every single day. I am finally beginning to get to know some of the kids a little better. Hey, Jessica, tell your mom I said hi. Which ones need more time to cross, and which ones need a little special attention? Stay back. One of my kids spaced out a little this afternoon and almost stepped off the sidewalk in front of a bus. Get back on the sidewalk! It's a close call. I've really got to stay on my toes with this gig. If I'm not careful, I could lose one of my kids. It's important that I stay focused and that I keep it together. Oh yeah, I almost forgot. The crossing guard controlling the northeast corner is a uh, new friend of mine. His name is Eddie Richter. James, why are you crossing again? It's taken him a few days to warm up to me, but he's slowly coming around. All in all, he's a pretty cool cat. You kids would never make it home without me, would you? I guess Eddie's been at Hazard for a few years now, and he's got some great stories to tell. More on that later, though. I gotta run. Eddie actually invited me to his house for a little get-together. Hey, there's cars coming. Get on the I don't want to stay out too late since tomorrow's a work day, but I haven't been out much lately, so I'm kind of looking forward to this. Should be fun. September 25th, 1987. Last night, Eddie confided in me that the guy I replaced died on the job. Now I understand why it took so long for Eddie to warm up to me. I mean, you never know when you're going to lose your partner out there in the trenches. It doesn't pay to get too friendly with someone who could get taken out at any time. He told me that the guy died after he tried to save a first grader who'd run out into traffic. Guy fell into the path of a school bus. It chewed him up and sawed him in half like a sausage. And then after that, it took him more than three weeks to die. Eddie got pretty choked up when he was telling me about it. He couldn't even tell me the guy's name. It almost brought him to tears. And I let it go after that. Fortunately, the guy saved the kid, though. She didn't even get a scratch. Pretty impressive. And that's what happens when you die in the line of duty. That story put me in the worst mood. And I was extra careful with the kids this afternoon. Talk about walking around on eggshells. I promised myself that I would never allow that to happen on my watch. No casualties on 22nd Street and Plummer. Not as long as I'm here. I made that pledge to myself and to the kids.
1987. It was pouring like crazy today. I really had to be on my toes. It's been raining steady since last night, and there were some pretty huge puddles building up on 22nd Street. By the time school let out, 22nd looked more like a river than a city street. You practically paddle down the middle of the road if you wanted. It's days like this that separate the boys from the Marines. And you know what we say. No retreat, no surrender. It's put up or shut up time. They don't hand out medals for this kind of work, but you can walk around with your head held high, knowing that when you were called, you served. Luckily for me, I was well rested and well fed, as I've been trained. Here's what happened. Thunder and lightning was crashing all around us. It was like a goddamn war zone, man. The trucks and buses cruising down 22nd Street were cutting through the rainwater like speedboats on a lake. Sending waves crashing over the curb and onto the sidewalk. One of those waves was so big it totally nailed some of our kids. A bunch of them were huddled together, soaking wet, taking shelter beneath trees and awnings. But the rain didn't let up. And it was cold as hell, too. Man. I sure felt sorry for the kids. They look like drowned rats. It was miserable. An eighth grader tried to ride her bike home, but she lost her balance and fell into the wake of a bus. Her books and notebooks got washed into a sewer drain. The poor girl was crying and soaked to the bone. I took charge, helped her while Eddie took over the whole intersection. He had to direct traffic and cross the kids safely until I returned. And by his looks, he was none too happy about it either. If looks could kill, I would be dead right now. Sometimes you forget how intense this job can be. Today was my wake-up call. If I'm gonna pull my weight around here, I need to be more prepared. I need to know what's going to happen before it happens, and more so, prevent it from happening. I'm just glad that Mr. Jakeman wasn't around to see it. I'm not sure that he'd be so sympathetic a second time. You have just heard the second chapter of the Crossing Guard tape. We are shutting down our transmitter now to prevent the deep state from tracing our signal. And dear listeners, due to the FBI's ceaseless crusade to find Mike and recover the tapes, they could be monitoring any mentions of our site. So please rate, review, and share this podcast at your own risk. Until next time, co-conspirators, stay alive and spread the word. The Crossing Guard Tapes was written and produced by Jim Waters, featuring the voice talents of Tommy Nikolai and Pat Waters, with original music from Pendulum Incorporated. Technical support and marketing, courtesy of Jazz Garrowall.